My name is Daniel Miller. I'm your servant host, and this is the Discipleship Conditioning Podcast. Anatomy Academy and your servant host for this podcast, Discipleship Conditioning. You know, today's been a fun day. Uh, it's coming to a close. And i thinking about recording this podcast and starting the podcast, stopping the podcast, re-recording and bloopers and those sorts of things. And uh, as I think about that stuff, I'm just thankful that we edit the first little snippet after I hit record and then the last snippet when I stop saying record and our focus is not having as many bloopers as possible but but being authentic through the process and letting our mistakes come through. Now for me, the ones that I probably cringe the most at are the times when I'm coughing and those sorts of things and I certainly try to turn away and yada 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 but I want to emphasize that I'm human and that we're human and that we love God. We're here to read the Bible. We're here to share yet another chapter of God's word and that mistakes are going to happen. Last week, I talked about time passing regardless of whether you choose to do something or not. And so I hope with that and in conjunction this week, just being very forefront in the beginning of the episode about how It just, it's life. It is what it is. And we're going to say what we're going to say. And God knows what's going to come out of our word, out of our mouth next. And uh, we do our best to honor God every step of the way. But if we stumble over our words, if we read something incorrectly, if we cough, if we laugh when we're not supposed to laugh or whatever it may be, um, that's life. That's life. You know, I just said, um, some people really get focused. There's softwares out there actually that will remove all your ums. To me, that's just, it's silly. Uh, It again ties in with what we talked about last week in our incessant nature as superficial human beings at times to focus on making everything as pretty as possible. Um, That's not my focus. And I don't say that to gloat or to be egotistical or anything like that. But if you're thinking of starting a podcast, if you're thinking of starting a a new endeavor in 2024 and you're worried about it being perfect, it's not going to be perfect. And I don't say that to to, uh, um, dispersuade you, even though I don't think that's a word, but I, I, I say it to motivate you that no matter when you start, if it's today, tomorrow, or 10 years from now, let's say it's a podcast, your first podcast is not going to be good. Again, I don't say that to hinder you, but it could either not be good today or tomorrow, or it could not be good in 10 years. But regardless, the first time you do something, it's not going to be great. And I've been working on this podcast for almost exactly a year now, a little more so if you count all the episodes that I didn't publish which ties into this conversation as well. But 
basically a year now since we published our first live episode and we've made huge strides in that year. Go back and listen to the first one or, or, um, or please don't because I would be embarrassed if you did. Um, I think you get my point. Enough of me jabbing on blah, blah, blah. Let's get into what matters and that's God's word because we're always wanting to promote that. We feel called to promote that. And we always want to encourage you to open your Bible and read. So we're in Matthew 24. We're going to start in verse 3 and go to verse 8. It reads, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. I think if you're like us and you'll tend to align more politically on the conservative side, you hear people in your life, provided the people in your life are also of that side, that we're in the end of times right now because of everything that's going on. Um, Personally, I don't believe that to be true. But it doesn't matter what I believe to be true in, in terms of predicting things, because as we see later on, it's going to say that no one knows, uh, not even the son knows, only the father knows the time that things will occur. We'll mention that verse later. When I hear people talk about this is the end of times, no matter if they're right or not, I do focus on that verse that no one knows. And maybe sadly, I do think about how much worse it could be. I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers with some of the comments that I'm about to make, but I do feel like it can get worse than girls pretending to be boys and boys pretending to be girls. And all the things that we are seeing is just normal place in our society. Now, please don't misunderstand me when I say that I'm not in support of that at all. And I'm not saying that it's all, it's not that bad. Get over it. It's 2024. It's modern times. It's no, I'm a very old soul. I think I probably should have been born sometime in the 1800s. And I say should have, of course, loosely based on my personal desires. Obviously God's will is, is what should be done. And what should have taken place is exactly what did take place. And I was born in the mid eighties because that's my story. And that's where I was supposed to be. And, and I am where I'm supposed to be now, but I do feel like an old soul that I maybe selfishly would have better fit in the 1800s, but I'm doing the best to fulfill the purpose that I have here in this modern time. I guess what I'm saying when I say, I think things could get worse is that I don't think it's the end of times because I think the things that the, the Bible describes, that Jesus describes here, are so much worse than what we're dealing with on a daily basis. And 
regardless of what side of the fence you are, this isn't a podcast to convert you to conservative, to be a conservative or uh, convert you to be a liberal or tell you that one's right or one's wrong. None of it matters. What matters is God. What matters is Jesus. All I'm attempting to do in that instance there is provide a circumstance that is relevant to me, my life, and the people that I choose to spend time with. I empathize. If you feel the same way, if you feel like now is a difficult time, I do too. And I empathize with that. But I'm also not going to try and predict that tomorrow is going to be the last day of the earth, that the earth will fall at that point in time. Let's look at verses 9 through 14. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and the end will come. Again, as it pertains to today, uh, I, I don't see that as occurring today. Some people would adamantly stomp and say, are you kidding me? That's exactly what's happening today. And, uh, and that's we're all uh, apt to have our own opinions, and I respect that. But... Regardless, later on in future books, it will tell us that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. All that matters is that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is coming at some point in time. At this end of this chapter, it's going to talk about the wise servant and what we're called to do and being ready and not being surprised when Jesus gets here. And so that's what I would like to focus on. We'll then turn the page and we're going to go to verse 23 through 28. Then if anyone says to you, look, here is the Christ, or there he is, do not believe it. For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders, so as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. See, I have told you beforehand, so if they say to you, look, he is in the wilderness, do not go out. If they say, look, he is in the inner rooms, do not believe it. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines as far as the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Wherever the corpse is, there the vultures will gather. As I've stated many times before, I am not a Bible scholar. There is not a ton that I can take from that in terms of uh, my life application or what it means in a three-dimensional level, but I know it to be important. And I know it to correspond with the rest of the chapter, specifically the next couple verses that we'll read here and we'll separate them and focus on them individually because I think it's important to do so. So the next verse that we're going to talk about is 35. So Matthew 24, verse 35. 
Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. There's so many times that I'm reading the Bible and I read something and I, and I think to myself, it's good enough for me. That's all I need, right? Just keep reading God's word. His word will not pass away. Regardless of what happens to the physical dimension that we live in, his word will not pass away. And the very next verse, in verse 36, But concerning that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. Again, it's another one of those instances, good enough for me. Um, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of surprised that the Son doesn't know that only the Father knows. I proclaim Jesus Christ to be God, to be my Lord and Savior, to be a part of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And not even the Son knows, only the Father knows. I'm not gonna spend my time trying to predict. Not even the Son knows. Right after that, in verse 37 through 39, it reads, for as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark. And they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. Going back to Genesis and Noah's story, right? What happened then will happen again. People will be unprepared. People will be living their lives just like we're living today, completely, completely oblivious to what is to come. We'll conclude with verses 45 through 47. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has set over his household to give them their food at the proper time. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. Truly, I say to you, he will set him over all his possessions. For me, in the business world, there has been a very strong emphasis on provision and providing for our family, for the family that God has provided me. So for me, that verse is twofold. One, it kind of wraps up the end of this chapter very well, saying, be prepared, do what God has asked you to do during this time. Don't pretend that nobody's looking. You know, we heard it as kids, right? What are you doing when nobody's looking? And that's where this comes from. But also, it says provide your family their food in, in more or less words. I'm paraphrasing there, of course. But it's, it's very heavy on my heart to provide for my children, to provide for my wife, to provide for not only that, but the next generation, my children's children. Uh, forgive me, I forget the verse. I believe it's in Proverbs that talks about providing for multi-generations, providing for your children's children and those sorts of things. And while we're speaking of that, I don't believe that it's 100% talking about financial support or even handing down a house. You know, 
I believe that I've been put on this earth to be a servant father and a servant teacher. And so if I can take the lessons that I've learned and apply that to my children so that they honor those message, I think that's fulfilling that as well. But certainly uh, we want to be able to provide financially for future generations and provide ridiculously generous gifts to those that are not expecting it. And I think that's a good point to conclude with for this episode. My beautiful, beautiful daughter, bless her heart. We've been watching on the YouTubes a little bit lately, um, these secret Santas. You may have seen these videos. And uh, I guess it's based in eastern Idaho. And I don't know if it's one person or a series of people, but they, uh, I guess, recruit would be the right word, the news cast in that area to go find these people and donate just these incredibly generous gifts. A lot of times they're giving away a vehicle uh, because somebody's vehicle uh, gave out and they're taking care of their grandparents on both sides of the family and uh, they have a child that has medical issues or those sorts of things. Just these really heart-wrenching stories. And I don't cry a ton, but on these Secret Santa videos, man, they get me. They certainly get me. And as we're watching it, and my daughter's watching this, uh, it's kind of getting her too, and she's getting kind of emotional. She's six years old. And she looks at me and she said, Dad, I want us to give away a car. And uh, it's just so beautiful, so beautiful. Uh, you know, the, the red-blooded American man who stresses about money too much immediately says, oh my gosh, like she doesn't understand finances, right? But the faith of a child, right? And so I, I pray that that's a possibility. I pray that I even get to be part of that story to where I can give a new set of keys to my daughter and have her go bless somebody with them. Like how cool would that be just to even almost selfishly just be a part of something like that. And, and more than much more than that, to have the faith of a child and believe that something like that could happen. We watched another couple videos and uh, this uh, couple had won this free groceries for a year contest and they recognized that they didn't need it. And so they contacted the grocer and asked the grocer if they'd be willing to match dollar for dollar. And so they raised like $10,000 and they spent three days in this grocery store uh, giving away this $10,000, paying for people's groceries through gift cards and taking care of it at checkout and those sorts of things. And my daughter's watching that as well. And she's like, I want to do that too. And again, the American red-blooded male's like, man, this is getting expensive. <laughs> We're going to have to afford a $40,000, $50,000 car and then $10,000 worth of groceries. This is going to be an expensive Christmas. But I think you would too. I would take that and get no presents that year because, because of what God says and because you know it to be true if you've done it. It's better to give than it is to receive. And how cool is that? I'll give credit to Dave Ramsey before we conclude here. Dave Ramsey, uh, he talks about um, going to, I believe, a popular uh, chain in that area of the country is Waffle House. 
for those of you that have been to a Waffle House or live in that part of the country, you're laughing at me right now. Uh, and I've made it abundantly clear with my arrogance, or not arrogance, my ignorance, uh, that we don't have any Waffle Houses here. That's not a thing up in Idaho. But nevertheless, that he uh, would go get a cup of coffee and when he left, he'd put like $500 underneath the cup of coffee. And uh, he talks about going out to his vehicle and he and his kids are just watching through the window for that waiter or waitress to realize that there's $500 underneath that coffee cup. And he says something to the effect of, I dare you to have more fun than that. So as it pertains to finances and taking care of children's children's and being the wise servant, those are some of the things that we want to do. Um, let us know what you want to do. Let us know how you're moved by Matthew 24 or any chapter in the Bible. Again, as I started with in the beginning, um, not terribly scared to make mistakes. I'm human. It's going to happen. I'm going to misread things. I'm going to cough. I'm going to do all that sort of stuff. But if one of these episodes can motivate you to open your Bible if one of these episodes can motivate you to have faith of a child and believe that those sorts of things can happen and to set your sights on that as being a possibility, couldn't ask for more than that. Couldn't ask for more than that. Yes, in our Monday podcast, Biblical Anatomy, uh, we do educate based on the talents that we've been given in this life. And uh, we run our business mainly through that. But this podcast... Less and less I'm finding myself referencing even our URL or a web address or anything pertaining to the business because the goal of this podcast is to get you to open your Bible, not to spend money on anything that we offer. And uh, we hope you do that. Hope you open your Bible. And if you choose to correspond with us, we'd love to hear from you on how the Bible, not necessarily this podcast, but how the Bible is changing your life and moving mountains in your life. So we love you. And until next time, God bless. We want to sincerely thank you for listening to today's episode and conclude properly with the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Brother, thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that this show is bringing you joy, it's bringing you peace, It's increasing your proximity to God, and it's helping you add on serious muscle mass. That's what God's provided us the gift to do. It's to understand how the human body works, to put as much muscle on it as possible, which we understand is a unique challenge, not present to everyone, but it's a challenge that's present to you and I. And so we hope that today's episode and all episodes are encouraging you and helping you in that endeavor. Now, if you're like me and you're listening to this part of the episode, you probably are the type that has to listen to the entire episode or it doesn't count. Or maybe you're just stuck in traffic and you can't turn the podcast episode off at this point in time. 
Or maybe you are like me, and when you read a book, you have to read the entire book, including the copyright information. I know, it's a silly, silly endeavor. But we are the way that we are, and God made us perfectly. We are the only creation of His that is made in His image. And with that in mind, I'd like to encourage you further and provide you a couple resources that will be of immense benefit for you. The first is a one repetition maximum calculator. This calculator is made through a spreadsheet and it's laid out very well for you to estimate how strong that you have got over a specific period of time. There is a video on this landing page as well that'll instruct you how to use it. But if you need further instruction, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com and schedule a coffee session with me where we can talk about the uh, one repetition maximum calculator. To get the one repetition maximum calculator, you'll want to go to biblicalanatomyacademy.com slash one RM. You'll enter in your name and email and you'll get access immediately to the spreadsheet that we have created. Also of value would be a template to get you started as you begin to design new programs to break through plateaus as we instruct. This program that we have, this template, utilizes all the percentages that we preach and we believe is the best tool for you to break through those plateaus. You can access it at biblicalanatomyacademy.com template. You enter your name and email and you'll get an immediate download for the spreadsheet that we have created that allows you to put any of your exercises in any of those one repetition maximums in and use the document for success long-term. Again, if you need assistance with either of those spreadsheets, the one repetition maximum calculator or the template we have created at Biblical Anatomy Academy, please go to our homepage at biblicalanatomyacademy.com, scroll down and click the green button for coffee. And we'd be happy to meet with you over a cup of coffee or water or pre-workout or a protein shake whatever suits you best so we can instruct you moving forward in life, in fitness, and in love. We thank you for being here. We thank you for listening all the way to the conclusion. Uh, we hope that you listen to a further episode and enjoy, and we hope to have future correspondence with you. God bless, and we love you. <laughs>